your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. A Corbally woman, and Sinead Colopy, has written a drama every five miles that is going to be featured on RTE as part of their Storyland collection. This is a project in which RTE has commissioned new scripts and brings them to our television screens, allowing local artists to be seen, just like Sinead in Corbally. And Sinead is with us this morning. Good morning, Sinead. Good morning, Gillian. So, this is very exciting. This Thursday night, I believe, your drama is going to air on RTE? Yeah, that's right. We're starting Thursday night at 9.35 on RTE2 and we're the third in the Storyland series. So we're the, it runs consecutive weeks. So we're the third up. Um, so yeah, we're delighted. We're, we're really, really excited. I mean, RTE have put a huge amount of investment into us and into each of these three projects. And um, to get it on the national broadcaster, it's, it's just really exciting. So your drama is called Every Five Miles. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so Every Five Miles, I suppose, was a story that I've had in my head for quite a long time. It's really a story about um, human trafficking in Ireland, but it's told from the perspective of the young man himself who's been trafficked. So we've often seen, you know, sometimes trafficking stories, we see them through crime. So we see, you know, police investigating trafficking stories as part of a crime drama. But I always found it really fascinating that we've never seen the story told through the eyes of the victim. Um, And human trafficking... You know, it's an international issue. It's very much an Irish issue. It's been in the press recently, you know, Brexit. They say that Ireland may become a safe haven for trafficking of people from mainland Europe through Ireland over to the UK through our port system. So it's something that I suppose I've been researching for quite a long time. I work for Tuesday Child Protection Services and, you know, endangered children would be part of our day-to-day work. So trafficking has always been very high on our agenda. And it was a story that I had kind of come across myself about 15 years ago a young man who I later suspected had been trafficked through a car wash system. And I suppose I never forgot him. I never forgot his story. Um, and I just was just so shocked that so many people just don't know about human trafficking and the prevalence of it in Ireland. Um, so that's why I just said, you know, one day I'm going to tell this boy's story. And um, I'm working with a brilliant production team, Vico Films, who make Young Offenders. And I told them the story and they absolutely thought it was amazing. And RTE just said, yeah, this is a story that we really need to put on the national broadcaster to raise awareness. So you're 20 years working with Tusla, Sinead. Is the drama thing a kind of a side hobby or how have you managed to do the both? Yeah, so I suppose I started screenwriting about three years ago and um, it, it did start as a hobby. Um, I was always interested in writing. I went to Limerick School, Art School, we were there in Corbally um, and we were always very encouraged by our English department to, you know, write essays and, and writing was just something I had a real passion for. But I never pursued it in a professional basis until about three years ago. And it was really just uh, an interest, a hobby, a sideline. But then it really just developed into an awful lot more. Um, I've written an episode of Smother, which was filmed here in County Clare. Um, I'm writing on Hidden Assets, which is another RTE drama. Um, and now Storyland, and I've had a number of scripts I, I wrote for BBC Writers' Rooms as well. Um, so it's sort of what started off as a hobby really did sort of take off with the support of Screen Ireland and RTE um, and various different writing schemes. We made a film called Paddy, which was shot in Clare with um, a Limerick production company that did very well. So yeah, it, what started off as a hobby definitely has developed very much into a second career. Um, so yeah, I'm with three kids as well, so it's, it's trying to juggle the three, which, which can be troublesome at times. And you're still working with Tusla? 
Um, I'm still working with Tusla, so my writing was sort of like an evening and at weekends and spare time. But um, yeah, I think we'll be looking to take a bit of a break next year and and just, you know, give a year to just focus solely on the writing. Okay, well, t- tell us a little bit about the application process um, through Storyland Project and how that went. Yeah, so Storyland has been around for quite a while. Um, and the previous Storyland processes were that it was a short film that would go on RTE Player and then it would do the festival circuit so you could, you know, apply, you know, send the film into Galway Film Plan, all the big, the big festivals around the world. So that was the previous Storyland. So Storyland has been around a long time, but it was quite prestigious because RTE did the investment. This year was different. So it was an open call to writers. You didn't have to have an agent. You didn't have to have a TV credit. All you needed was a story that showed contemporary Ireland. Um, so they got a couple of thousand submissions which was massive because this year was the first year they were going to actually screen on RTE2 as well. So, And the budget was substantially a bigger investment as well from RTE. So I suppose all the screenwriters around the country got very excited, you know, getting your own RTE credit. I know I'm writing on Smother and I've written on Hidden Assets, but they're other people's shows. So to get your own original content on a screen was very exciting. So there was a few thousand um, applications. From what I know, you had to partner up with a producer you didn't have to have a director on board, but we had had a director, Vincent Lamb. Vincent was on board from the start. And we, we just submitted like everybody else um, through the submissions portal. And then they, from the few thousand applications, they um, shortlisted eight. And all eight then had to go for interview with RTE and Screen Ireland. And we had to present our ideas and we had to pitch it to them. And then out of the eight, then they commissioned three for Screen. And every five miles was one of the three. Wow, that's Pretty impressive, Sinead. And it sounds like it was a nerve-wracking process as well. It was, it was terrifying. Um, yeah, it was terrifying because it was a story that was just so important to me and to the production team. Um, but there's so many good writers out there. I mean, it's just phenomenal, the talent that's out there at the moment. Um, so we just really didn't know what they were looking for. Uh, but the three storyline projects are very, very different. Um, Eva O'Connor is his mustard she, she aired first it's quite a, a contemporary artistic piece Batter Hall is a kind of a mystery who did it and then Every Five Miles is very much that state of the nation kind of public awareness piece mm-hmm. so I think they were looking for something in a, in a different genre that had a very different tone so so we just we just fit that um, what they were looking for and you just don't know what they're looking yeah. for you know you, you could be accepted in one scheme and, and then Rejection is part of the screenwriting business. You get rejected an awful lot more times than you get than you get accepted. Yeah, and it's so, about um, developing that that thick skin uh, and t- to keep completely. moving on. How did you cast it? So we cast the main character is Dave is David. So David is our young man in the car wash, um, and I really felt that I wanted to cast um, a newcomer. Um, we could have gone to the the big casting agencies in Ireland and the UK, but I just felt that um, I felt really, really strong that we have a very good David out there. So we put an open casting out for David and we had a huge amount of interest and people submitted their self-tapes. So when we were going through the self-tapes, because I'm the executive producer on this as well, so I was part of the process from start to finish, with it, which I think is for me as a writer is very important that you have that you know, hand in the artistic process. Control so, over it, yeah. Completely, yeah. So then when we were looking at the self-tapes and we saw Samir Ballot, who, who self-tape came in, and I, I called the producer and, and, and Vincent straight away and I said, that's our David, that's him. He, he just has that uh, emotional, I mean, he doesn't speak a huge amount in the film, 
Um, but yeah, it, it's a very emotional piece. Mm. And I said, he's just won me over completely. He's completely believable and he does an amazing job. Then we have Danielle Galligan. So Danielle is a rising star in Irish screen. So she's in Netflix, Shadow and Bone. She's been in Game of Thrones. I know she, Peter McKenna has written her into Kin, the new series of Kin. He was so impressed with her. So Danielle kind of came as a recommendation from Fico Films, our, producer, our production company. They're working with Danielle on another project. And they said, look, we think Danielle would be absolutely amazing. So we saw Danielle and Samir together um, and the chemistry just bounced off the screen. And I said, that's our pair. There's our Saoirse and David. Wow. And you were happy with the final cut at the end? Yeah, I mean, it was a rigorous process, Dillian. Like, we had such a short time to put all of this together. Normally, it's about a 30-minute TV piece, but we really only had about six weeks. So that's six weeks to shoot. And uh, I would, we shot it at the end of August, and we shot it in um, up in Dunboyne in County Meath. So we, so we shot over the period of a week. But then we only had six weeks for what we call post-production. So that's our edit and our sound and our mix and all of that, which is very, very short. So it was it was very stressful because obviously time, we just want more and more time to, you know, and perfectionist stuff to get everything just perfect. But the team we had were, were amazing. And um, yeah, what they did, and I'm delighted to say we have Emma Langford, Limerick musician and artist. Her song, Bird Song, is on the soundtrack to the film. Oh, fab. So I was, I had, I was in the car with the kids one day and, and I was going through a few drafts of every five miles and I heard it come on the radio. I'd never heard it before. And I just pulled over the car and I said, that is the song, that, that's the soundtrack to every five miles. And I didn't know, I don't know Emma. So I just reached out to her actually on social media and I just said, I'm just in awe of this song and your voice is just amazing. And um, she, she was delighted for her song. So it's just wonderful that two Limerick women were able to collaborate on this project. Uh, it just made it that bit extra special. Yeah, that's fab. Can I ask uh, these three kids of yours, are they at all impressed that Mammy's film is going to be on RT at the, on Thursday? <laughs> I don't think it registers with them at all, to be honest. Um, I think, you know, my youngest keeps saying, will I, will I write her a Barbie video, Barbie movie? My sons are looking for, you know, the next action movie. Kind of, you know, that's the world they're in. That's the content they watch. Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, I think they'd be really impressed if they could go to school and tell them that their mom has written the next Pokemon movie. Yeah. You know, that would really impress them. But the human uh, trafficking isn't on their radar yet. Well, that's no, fair enough. it's not the content, you know, they're only 10, 8, 5, and, yeah. you know, it's not something that they... But they know that mom writes, and it's, it's, it's great because my daughter has only started school and she's just turned 5, and... She turned around to me the other day and she said, Mom, I want to be a writer. Can we write stories together? So it's it's wonderful to see the children, you know, hopefully being inspired to to write and, and go into the creative process because they see their mum doing it. Yeah, and I hope they screen this in Ard Skullwira as well for your, where you went to school and show the students there and might inspire a few more students. It's on at half nine on RTE2 on Thursday the 3rd of November. How long is it, Sinead? It's 25 minutes. So it's, um, it's a standalone piece but when you come to the end of the film everybody who is all the journalists who've seen it so far they say we want to know what happens next so oh. it does leave it on a little bit of a cliffhanger um, and the hope and, and the plan is that there will be four more episodes that if we get if we secure funding and finance from overseas that the plan is myself and the production team now are going to be working really hard for the rest of the year to try and get finance to back the rest of the season um, so that we can see David's journey so that as he moves around Ireland and the other different locations he ends up 
on what happens to him at the end. So, so that's the hope if we get enough audience interest in the story that we can develop it even further. Brilliant. Every five miles, RT2, this Thursday at half nine. Sinead Colopy, thanks for joining us on the programme. Thank you for having me, Julian. Thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on